Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show as we bring in the new year. And of course, with the new year comes brand spanking new shows. Something my regular faithful listeners are probably quite ready for. If you follow my weekly broadcast or my daily podcast, you have noticed many repeat episodes during Christmas vacation. Some, expectedly, were recurring Christmas specials. Other shows were more Bible-related and not dated the way a replay of a news show would be. Just dated in the sense that some of you had heard them before. But I'm back, and I want to welcome you back. You're always welcome. Your questions are welcome, too. So... 2023 is upon us. Well, shucks. Just thinking off the top of my head, adding up all of my experiences since last week's fun New Year's Eve party and further vacationing days since then, I am willing to stick out my neck, commit myself to a firm position, and openly declare that so far, 2023 hasn't been all that bad. Yeah, it's been a pretty good year. I hope you had a great Christmas holiday. I did. It was challenging, not for me so much, but my lovely and courageous wife, Dana, recovering from the aftermath of chemo treatments and its residual side effects. Many of you have been praying for Dana and sending us good wishes. Thank you so much. And she sends her heartfelt thanks as well today. Her surgery for cancer was successful, and the chemo was done for good measure to prevent cancer from returning, so she is cancer-free. And we thank not only the doctors, but so many of you for your ongoing prayers, and obviously God. In fact, if I may be so bold, if there were no God, there would be no answers to prayer. How's that for making the obvious obvious? <laughs> Just wanted you to know that even though you're listening to a new radio show, the old theme has not changed, making the obvious obvious. Well, speaking of the obvious and speaking of Dana and the obvious at the same time, you will recall previous programs in which we have playfully sparred over the air about Hallmark Christmas movies. I know that's a touchy subject for so many couples. And in our case, you heard how much Dana enjoys them and how for me, although Jen Generally, I love anything having to do with Christmas. The Hallmark stories are predictable from the opening to the ending. Okay, you've heard this from me before. But this year, as I was re-listening to one of my programs with Dana, the one called A Generic Hallmark Christmas, where I went through my own Hallmark script and showed all the bullet points that you'll find in every single Hallmark movie. Anyway, as I replayed that, and as I was also this season continuing to watch Hallmark movies because I do enjoy the the experience of that with Dana making my predictions, having her tell me to be quiet. It's a lot of fun. But yes, I watched Hallmark movies with her again. And when I did, I noticed a Hallmark feature that we have always seen, all of us have seen, but I left it out when I talked about it before. So clumsy of me. How could I have forgotten? But have no fear. I mean to make amends. So consider what you're about to listen to right now, a postscript, just a brief postscript, almost a footnote. Yes, that's right. It's time for another Hallmark moment from your old pal, Bob. Thank you. Okay, now just to set things up, this works either way. 
It's either a man explaining to a woman or a woman explaining to a man, but either way, we are focusing on the newly developing couple which no Hallmark movie is allowed to be made without. If anyone wrote a script without that in the story, they'd probably be fired. Anyway, one of them, one part of this couple, is keeping a secret. Something to do with the real reason they came to this small, charming town from the big, bad city. Here is a slice of dialogue. You have to believe me. You must believe me. I wanted to tell you this earlier. I really did. I was desperate to tell you, and I tried to tell you, but every time I tried, we were constantly interrupted by other people. And the reason we were interrupted is because we were only two-thirds into the movie. But now that the film is headed toward its conclusion, I am free to fess up during this horribly awkward moment and finally explain, but only in front of this group of people watching us talk right now. You've been listening to another Hallmark moment from your old pal, Bob. Yes, that's right. You're not imagining things. You're not on the wrong channel. You're not on a rerun. I am still mentioning Christmas, even though Christmas is over, even though we are days into the new year. No surprise. Those who know me well or follow my radio show realize that I am never in a hurry for Christmas season to end. Maybe stores are in a hurry. Can you believe they are already displaying Valentine's Day items? Valentine's Day. Look at the shelves of any novelty store or supermarket. Before we can even throw away Grandma's Christmas fruitcake, they're laying Valentine's Day on us. Yeah, sure. I always find myself immediately thinking about Valentine's Day on December the 26th. Take down the tree! Get rid of the lights! Remove the holly! I just switched to the Valentine season! Now, to be fair, others are not quite in as much of a hurry, and they will postpone the Valentine season until January 1st. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I love my wife, and yes, we will celebrate Valentine's Day in February. Now, I suppose I can understand why some people are eager to move on from Christmas. After all, a lot has changed in our society, and some of it is more noticeable around Christmas season while we shop at malls. One observation that, for me, was very sad, you walk around malls and see so many stores closed. Part of that is the times we live in with an economy on life support, but some of it is due to technological change and so-called advancement in the way we access entertainment, such as movies, music, television shows. A lot of my favorite video stores are gone. Even those few that were hanging on and were still here a year ago at Christmas, they were gone this Christmas. Of course, we all know Blockbuster, the big daddy of them all, closed years ago. I think there's one still in Australia somewhere, but essentially there's no more Blockbuster. Blockbuster, that ship sailed a long time ago, but a few of the other brands of video store had been hanging on. Now they too are becoming a vanishing breed. Oh sure, you can still find a few things on the shelves of Walmart or Target, but even they have less and less and less DVDs or Blu-rays. And those stores that existed only to sell videos are virtually non-existent, not all gone every corner of the country, but it seems like most of them are. The high, high majority of them are. They are being replaced. Being replaced, of course, by streaming channels like Netflix, Amazon, Disney+. Plus. There are many others, but those are some of the most well-known ones. For myself, I've got to tell you, 
I am holding on to my DVD and Blu-ray collection. And I have quite the collection. You should see the shelves in our house. I often joke that my wife and I own the only blockbuster left in the country. Now, I know how you think. I know what you're thinking. Someone out there right now is saying to himself, Bob, Bob, you're old-fashioned, dude. Get with the times. Well, my friend, you can relax. Actually, I am with the times. I am quite with the times. As a matter of fact, I may be paying far more attention to the times than a lot of people realize. Dana and I do watch streaming movies. We have Netflix. We have Amazon Prime. So yeah, we've entered the 21st century. But as one who uses streaming services all the time, I have been in a position to notice a few things. You've noticed them too. Such as the fact that many of our favorite movies or any movie we're looking for is not necessarily going to be listed. When it's on your shelf, you just take it down. You can collect the movies that you've loved over the years. Between that little wrinkle and the censorship going on all over the internet along with classic beloved and important movies being canceled by our self-righteous cancel culture movement i believe it's important to have tangible backups instead of needing to trust the internet you hear all the time about how easily we could come off the grid you hear all the time about how easily the internet can be manipulated and again i use the internet all the time i'm a writer i use it as a writer i use it as a radio talk show host i have my own website i have my own podcast i'm constantly on the internet i love the internet it's a double-edged sword it has problems but i'm all for the internet i am progressing but my friends just as backup stairs were built after the invention of elevators we need backups for the arts because artistic expression is connected to the soul of our history and a culture needs to know its history for better for worse the good the bad and the ugly only by knowing our history can we avoid the pitfalls of the future a record needs to exist a tangible record for posterity and so much as i had a wonderful christmas for the most part there are changes not so great going on that were accentuated in my thoughts during the christmas season of course for me personally i love christmas time too much for that to sadden me for too long and yet i know i don't speak for everybody truth is many people many did find it hard to stay in the spirit of christmas this time and for a very important reason there was no santa this year didn't you notice oh i know maybe you saw a few presents under the tree but that could have been put there by your spouse that could have been put there by your parents there were a few less because the big guy never made it down the chimney why well it seems a federal judge just ruled against his Christmas Eve sleigh flight. Apparently, it contributes to global warming. I'll bet you know I was just joking. I have an intelligent audience. I assume you knew that was a joke, right? Of course right. Well, if you knew that was a joke, my friend, I could only wish you'd go to work for Facebook. What you just heard me say, I already posted on Facebook over a week ago. Almost immediately, Facebook attached a comment link to my post. It was generic. It said, click here for accurate information about the changing climate. Good old Facebook, even fact-checking the jokes. 
Of course, I responded to that. I added a comment in the comment section of my own post. And in doing so, I made sport of Facebook fact-checking the jokes. And after I did so, not long after I did so, that little fact-check link mysteriously disappeared. No explanation. I realize much of this is algorithms. I'm sure no person on staff at Facebook read my post that hit some algorithm. But perhaps when I went and pointed out what they did, maybe it got reported. Maybe by me making sport of their arrogant smugness, which can't even recognize humor. Maybe that was brought to the attention of a real, honest-to-goodness, living, breathing Facebook staff person. I don't know. I'm sure we'll never know. But as you know, it's not just with climate change that that they do this many other subjects the other big one anything about COVID-19 that doesn't go along with the mainstream narrative anything about COVID-19 you'll get that same little disclaimer yes climate science and COVID-19 those are Facebook's two pet subjects to fact check speaking of pet subjects or more correctly put the subject of pets People have been giving up their pets lately because of the economy, and it's very, very heart-wrenching. Families are actually taking their pets, their dogs, their cats. They're taking them to the pound. Although I did hear on the news that many families over Christmas regretted this, missing their dog, missing their cat, realizing that they really were a part of the family. So there were a lot of changed minds, and people were returning to the pound to rescue their pets back home. I was grateful to hear that. I do understand how difficult it is to make ends meet, how so many parents are having trouble feeding their children, let alone their pets. Dog food is expensive. Cat food is expensive. Everything's going up these days with this horrible economy we're living in. All the prices are going up. I do sympathize. And I personally have had the experience in the past of living paycheck to paycheck. Maybe my situation wasn't as bad as yours. There's always somebody that has it worse. I understand that. I get that. But I do relate, at least to some degree. Still, I must say for me, I would have fed my pet table scraps rather than pet food if that's what I had to resort to other than being so drastic as to take them to the pound. Oh, I understand extenuating circumstances. I understand that due to illness or relocating or other circumstances, a pet has to be given up. You can't always find a friend with a nice home. Sometimes you have no choice but to go to the pound. You hate it, but you do it. I understand all that. But speaking only for myself without judging anybody else here, I could never take a pet to the pound. I just couldn't. I can think of a few people I wouldn't mind dropping off at the pound, but not a dog or a cat. All right, I'm just kidding about taking people to the pound. Well, mostly kidding. Okay, that disclaimer probably needs another disclaimer, but if I offer non-stop perpetual disclaimers, I will never be able to move on. And I do want to move on because there are other items to discuss one of my weekly radio listeners sent me a fascinating question about Adam and Eve. That will be the subject when we return. Stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast. In the meantime, this is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious. <laughs>